I had taken a doctoral degree, it would have stifled any writing capacity. I want the reader to turn the page and keep on turning until the end. Barbara W. Tuckman. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul. In today's episode, we won't be debunking myths or examining historical battles, at least not directly. Today's episode actually takes a look at a specific genre of historical study, for lack of a better word, one that this podcast actually falls under. That genre is called popular history. Let's get started. Popular history is a somewhat broad classification, but in a nutshell, it's a type of historiography, yeah, that's actually a word, that seeks to reach a wide audience, typically through narrative, detail, and a focus on personalities. The goal of a wide audience is what makes it popular history, as opposed to academic or scholarly history, that's usually more technical and less interesting to the average reader. Now, this doesn't mean that there isn't popular history that's also scholarly or academic history that isn't popular with a wide swath of readers. There will obviously be some overlap, but for the most part, historical books, documentaries, etc. will fall on one side or the other. Also, so-called popular historians can come from both academic and non-academic backgrounds. Two widely read historians with such an academic background are Stephen Ambrose, author of the very popular Band of Brothers. I believe he also helped write the screenplay for the series, among many other books. And Doris Kearns Goodwin, who's a biographer of numerous U.S. presidents, including Teddy Roosevelt and LBJ. Popular historians without any specific academic background include David McCullough, who's twice won the Pulitzer Prize for his books Truman and John Adams, and Shelby Foote, author of the three-volume, 3,000-page history of the Civil War, The Civil War, A Narrative. And he's also got one of the greatest Southern accents ever. Another well-known, non-academic, popular historian is Barbara W. Tuckman, author of the Pulitzer Prize winners The Guns of August and Stillwell and the American Experience in China. I use Tuckman's quote in this episode's epigraph specifically because it crystallizes the split between academic historians and popular historians. Serious, scholarly, academic historical research is critical in the study of history, as well as in the, te- the instruction of future historians and history teachers. But for the vast number of people, popular history is the better way to present history, even when dealing with revisionist history, because you can't reach a majority of people with something they already think is boring, if it's, well, boring. The need for popular history is why things like Ken Burns' excellent series on the Civil War and on the history of baseball and others are important. The same is true of YouTube channels I've mentioned before, like Feature History and History Buffs, as well as all the books and all the authors mentioned earlier. And yes, even history podcasts, 
which clearly fall in the popular history genre, can aid in the knowledge of history, and even lead to deeper study. And remember, regardless of the genre, whether it's academic or popular, stay alert for revisionist history. It may sound crazy, but it is just as likely to creep into serious scholarly history as it is into popular history. We have to stay alert because revisionist history is the enemy of all of us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.